I don't know if you can hear in the background, I'm trying to start the podcast and Farley's in the background having a, a doggy dream. He's woofing at somebody. That's so cute. I love it when they're asleep. Ah, hey, how's everybody doing today? Today we're going to be talking about email list building. I know it's kind of like your parents saying to you, eat your vegetables so you can grow up strong. A online marketing consultant or coach like me telling you, you've got to grow your mail list. You've heard it all before. You may or may not really appreciate the news because email lists can be a little bit boring. It's a little bit old school. It's a little bit, it's a little bit 1998, but it's still the most valuable asset you can build for your business. We're going to talk about why we're going to give you some ideas. We're going to try and light a fire under you to get you excited about the prospect of building your email list and give you some ideas of ways to do so today on Gray Matters. Steve Dotto here. How the heck are you doing this fine day? Welcome to Gray Matters, the podcast for those of us in the gray zone. What is the gray zone? Primarily baby boomers and Gen X, those of us sporting a touch of gray. We're interested in finding our place in the digital age. On this podcast, we will learn about online marketing, community building, social networking, all from our perspective. The world's changing. The job market is not interested in us anymore. We're facing the prospect of a reluctant retirement, and that is not cool. We need a side hustle to take our experience and put it to work for us. We need to develop mad skills, adapt, and evolve in order to remain relevant in the digital age. I can help. This podcast can help. I'm glad you found us. How the heck are you doing this fine day? I know email marketing is not necessarily any of our favorite things. It's in fact, it's become a chore for a lot of us because email marketing has been around for so long and all of us have a like-hate relationship with it. I wouldn't say love-hate, I'd say like-hate because at the best, we like email marketing. We like what it does for us, uh, but at the worst, we find it a little bit invasive, a little bit spammy, a little bit, uh, just, just there's, a, there's a lot to not like around the whole world of email marketing, and I completely understand that. But here's one thing, a truth that we have to recognize. Email, our email list is the single most valuable asset an online business can have. It is. That's just simply the way it is. And if you aren't concentrating on building your list, if you haven't yet started building your list, for goodness sakes, and you're in online business, but if you haven't yet started, if you haven't yet concentrated on building your list, you're basically just making things much more difficult for you in the future. And you might even be putting your entire venture at risk. Social media platforms are great. They're great for discovery. They're great to help us grow. But at the end of the day, they are somebody else's platform. And if you're building your house on their platform, you put yourself at risk. You can be banned from those platforms for any number of reasons. And those platforms can have changes to them as well. They might be legislated out of the opportunity to do certain things. We can see that certainly on the horizon with, with, uh, with the way that different governments are looking at people like Facebook and Instagram. And they also, can change their business model, as we've seen multiple times now with Facebook, where they've gone from helping us share our content organically and free to charging us for almost every time we want to do anything with our community on Facebook. So those shifting sands under our feet when we deal with these social platforms is another challenge. And it's just a hassle that we shouldn't have to worry about as we try and grow our business. Having said that, our mail list is a consistent. It's been around for a long time. They have been around for a long time and they are still the most effective and the most popular way to grow and do real business 
in the online space. So if you still need more convincing, there are tons of reports that talk about the efficiency and the return on investment of email marketing. It is by far the most effective way to build your business online. It's not the sexiest. It's not the most fun but it is the best. Let's start with, I think what is maybe for a lot of you, especially those of you that have not started building a list or those of you who have started building a list, but aren't committed to building a list. Let's talk about what it's like having a small list and growing and the kind of building some inertia behind the growth of your list. Because I know a lot of you have made a little bit of a commitment or thought about making a commitment to building your email list, haven't seen a lot of success and so kind of back away from it. Instead, you get a lot more perceived success by doing a post on Instagram or Facebook that gets a lot of likes and a lot of activity. So you feel you're making more progress in those places, but the reality is your business isn't doing as well if you'd been taking that energy and concentrating on building your email list. So let's talk numbers for a minute because it's frustrating trying to grow an email list and seeing the numbers creep up ever so slowly on your, on your mail list. So let me kind of help you get your head around why it's important for you to just concentrate on building that list for a reasonable period of time and how I can promise you, you will have success. So let's first of all, set a framework. What's a reasonable amount of time to kind of look at a business venture like this? Let's say two years. Let's say that if we started concentrating on building our email list today, what would it look like in two years? That's a reasonable time frame, I think. And I think we have to be realistic. It's not going to happen over two months. It's not going to happen over six months. It takes time to build, but there's huge value in the list that you're building over this two-year period. So let's set another really reasonable expectation. You can grow your list by one person per day. Do you think that you could add one email address to your list a day? We'll be talking about the strategies on how to do that in a moment, but I think one a day, very reasonable. But first month, 30 new email addresses, one a day. Now let's increase that by 20% per month. Could you grow by 20% per month if you have a good content strategy? I think that's completely a reasonable statistic to put forward. So now if you look at that, if you look at growing your list growing your, uh, growing your increase by 20% and growing your list by one person a day, starting with that as a baseline, guess how many names you have at the end of year one? I'll tell you, cause I've done the math. It's just around 1500 names. That's nice, but it's still not something that you might want to write home about, but that's the beginning of a nice solid list. But if you continue that growth over year two, by the end of year two, your email list is around 17,000 names for anybody. That is a very healthy number. That's a number that you can do business with, that you can build a very successful online business with. To be honest, if you have the right people, you could build a pretty good business with just 1500 names, but with 17,000 names, qualified names, people who are part of your community, a high open rate on your email, that is a very healthy list and it's just going to get bigger from there. Okay, Steve, that all sounds great, but how do we grow our list by this 20% month over month, year over year? How does that happen? Well, it doesn't happen without a real firm commitment on your part to make it happen. And it's not going to happen accidentally. You are going to have to work it and you're going to have to come up with list building strategies that are active. This is not a passive campaign where you just sit back and reap the benefits of how popular you are in social platforms. No, you have to build products that are designed 
to grow your mail list and come up with a strategy and a rhythm for delivering those to ensure this kind of growth. And it's all going to start with you, uh, with you deciding what your strengths are, what the best types of things for you to share to create opportunities for growth. Now, I'm going to share from my perspective because I know a lot more about the tools that have worked well for me than all the other tools, but I'm going to try and give you a good idea of a lot of different ideas of ways to build your mail list. For me, it all begins with my webinars. Every week here at Dotto Tech, we do a weekly webinar Wednesday, and that is the engine room that grows my mail list. Every single week, we have many new email addresses added to our list because I'm creating content and a topic that somebody's interested in signing up for. And we share that out in all of the social platforms. The social platforms are still really important. They, they don't go away just because we, just because we don't necessarily try and do all of our business through social marketing, but we still use Facebook and YouTube and Instagram to help expose people to our mail list and our offers, our list building strategies, and that ultimately draws people to our list. So they're part of the process. They're just not the end goal. The end goal is that email address on our list. So for me, webinars. Now, one of the magic things about webinars that makes them work so well is the fact that webinar is by its nature, a list builder, because people have to give you your email address in order to attend. They also include the ability for you to do follow-ups because you send them follow-up emails based on the content. So you establish that email communication relationship with people right away. But also the content that you create within a webinar has tremendous long-term value if you create webinars that are truly educational and helpful. So the you can leverage the data, the, the information that you create in that webinar, and it can become a bit of an evergreen list builder for you. It doesn't have to be just the one webinar. Now, should you be looking at delivering a weekly webinar the way I do? Uh, that's a lot of work. I'll be honest with you. That's a tremendous amount of work to do a weekly webinar, but can you envision yourself doing a monthly or a quarterly webinar that's on point on topic provides tremendous value to your community? I think we can all imagine doing that. And that is a great starting point because you can leverage that information into so many different aspects. If you do that type of a webinar, you can make the webinar itself evergreen and on demand. You can convert the webinar into a mini course, which is one of my favorite ways of doing business. I love to take a webinar, convert it into an online course and continue to use it for months or even years after I created the content uh, as a part of a course. Now I use Thinkific for hosting my courses and it allows me to register people into the course and capture their email address into my list. So that works really well for me. Now, a little more classic as far as list building strategies goes is the downloads that you attach to other type of social posts. I'm talking about checklists or cheat sheets or different PDF tutorial documents that you can create that provide additional value to whatever you're sharing in the post of choice that you're using to help grow awareness of your message or of your brand. So for many people, that's going to be a blog post. You create a blog post, you give a great description of a process, or you teach people about something, and then you offer them a free download, which is a checklist or a quick start guide, something related to the content that you've just shared in the blog post. You can also do that with podcasts. You can do that with videos. 
anytime you're creating social content that you're posting and sharing on your own blog, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, that you're sharing in any social platform, you can turn that into a list builder by adding value through one of these downloads. That's probably the most tried and true method for building your mail list. Some of the most successful online marketers I know use that, that technique exclusively. You have to think about where the content is being shared as well as you build out your additional value, your value propositions that's going to get people to sign up for your mail list. So for example, if you're on YouTube, it's a little bit more difficult to get people to go down into the comments below in order to click on a link in order to download the free PDF or the free uh, tutorial and guide that you're offering, but it does work. However, on YouTube, you can create landing pages within your own website that you can link to in the YouTube cards. You can actually direct people right out of your YouTube video itself to your landing page with the opt-in right within the YouTube uh, display interface through YouTube cards. Now you pay a slight price for that as far as YouTube SEO goes because YouTube doesn't like you directing people off-site uh, off of their platform, uh, but it's still well worthwhile if you're going to get an email address to direct people off of the YouTube site in order to do that. Podcasts are even more difficult to create value for PDFs or getting people to download because typically speaking, people aren't actually on a device like sitting at a computer when they're listening to a podcast. They often listen to the podcast on their smartphone or when they're moving about. So their hands aren't on a device that will allow them to easily opt in or sign up to download something. So creating more effective mechanisms for those people is really essential. So it might come down to something as simple as making sure you use a tool like Pretty Links or a URL renaming tool on your website website in order to make it very easy for people to remember the URL to go to, to download the toolkit or the, or the PDF or the cheat sheet that you've created. So I do that with this podcast by naming each podcast episode, uh, numerically. And so if you come to dototech.com slash gray 16, you'll get all of the notes that I have created for this particular podcast. And if I was offering you a PDF download or some sort of a list building download based on this podcast, you would then go to my, you would be, it would be easy for you to remember to go to dototech.com slash gray 16 in order to download it. Now there's some even more advanced features along that line, but they're kind of geography dependent, such as being able to automatically download a, a document by text. So you send a text to a, you can share a phone number with people and then allow them to download a text. Now I don't have that technology in place myself because it's dependent on national carriers. Uh, my American friends have a lot more success with that sort of a strategy than my Canadian friends, but that gives you ideas and other options and ways to get people to download and to opt in on your different list builders. Now, the important thing to recognize is you want to make sure that your list builder is accessible to the community as they're watching it. So understanding the platform they watch on is crucial. That's why these type of list building activities work so well in blog posts because people are reading it in a text-based interface and it's very easy for them to simply click on a link, enter their email address and receive the download right on the spot. And it's a much more spur of the moment thing. Also embedding these links, these opt-ins into other types of social posts. 
Uh, it's of course difficult to do an Instagram because we can only send people to our homepage. You know, we, there's only one URL per if, if, with our Instagram account for most of us at any rate. Uh, but on Facebook, it's really easy to incorporate links to other download pages so that people can come and they can download additional information if they read your post on Facebook. And indeed, Facebook has as a part of their paid traffic advertising campaigns, the ability to sign people up for webinars or for downloads automatically. But that's typically something that you're going to be paying for as far as by uh, by generating putting the traffic in front of a diff, uh, in front of your audience and we're not really talking about paid traffic techniques today uh, instead we're talking about the more organic techniques but Facebook does offer that as an option in the paid space as well now I call each of these techniques uh, doing checklists doing PDF documents doing quick start guides I call these active campaigns campaigns for list building where you're actively encouraging people to sign up for your email list because you're providing them some valued content. There's also passive list building options that you can have and that you can consider, such as encouraging people to sign up for your mail list when they just happen to land on your website through a pop-up where you say, hey, would you like to sign up for our newsletter? Now you might have a, some specific reason for them, such as download my toolkit or download my quick start guide. But typically speaking, it's a little more haphazard as far as whether or not it's going to be on point content wise with what they're looking for. Now, this is especially true for many of us who have multiple facets to our online business. If you visit the Dotto Tech site, my site, you could be coming for one of two very different reasons. It, you could be coming because you're interested in productivity, because I teach a lot on Gmail and Evernote and those sorts of productivity apps, or you might be interested in social marketing, especially generational social marketing, such as this podcast speaking specifically to baby boomers about building an online business. So those are two very different topics that people are interested. And if I just have a pop-up on my website that comes up when you visit that says, hey, sign up for our newsletter, I don't know whether you're there to look at content relating to productivity content relating to online marketing. Now, while I would rather have your email address in either case, the more information I know about the reason that you're on my site and the reason your name is on my list, the more I'm able to target and tailor content to you specifically. So making sure that you demark your list with the proper tagging and silo people into the areas they're interested in is a really important part of effective email list building. Now, having said that, I was talking about passive list building a moment ago, and that's, uh, which kind of led me into that little bit of a rabbit hole. But passive list building is when people come and they just get a pop-up on your site. That's sort of a thing. Or if they are watching a streaming video and you say, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter and encourage people to sign up for a newsletter. And we aren't actually giving them a reason to sign up. We're saying, get this topic, but instead just sign up because you like us, because you enjoy us, because you value our content. Uh, so that is far more passive and organic list building as opposed to the targeted and strategic list building that we're talking about as far as creating products that the people that you target towards people, but both of them will contribute. You don't want to ignore either one, just like you don't want to ignore any of the social platforms that you're going to be sharing on. You want to make sure that you share out ideas about your mail list and even some of your list builders on LinkedIn, on if it's appropriate on Facebook, if it's appropriate on Twitter, if it's appropriate and all of the platforms where your community meets is an appropriate place for you to pre sharing this type of content. 
Now, the next thing that I want to talk to you about is the quality of content that you're going to be sharing. And I'm going to encourage you wherever possible to share your absolute A content in your list builder. Now I understand if people are a little reticent to be sharing content that they feel they can charge for in free areas. So a lot of people pull back a little bit on what they share in a blog post or what they share on their video or what they share in their podcast and just give away the best information. If somebody is a customer, if they're buying from them, I can understand that instinct to do that. I would suggest if you can to fight that instinct, give away as much value, establish your bona fides, build a community that just is wowed by how generous you are and how much you offer. There's a couple of factors that you need to realize. First of all, if you only have one thing to sell, you're not in the right business. There inside of that imagination and experience that you have is a vast treasure trove of information that people want to learn and want to share. You will be amazed with what you know and how valuable that is to others. So don't be afraid that there's a limited resource that you have a valuable content to share. You can always make new content. That's number one. Number two, people don't necessarily consume your free content in an organized fashion. If somebody is sitting down and wanting to learn how to create an email marketing campaign, they aren't listening to this podcast to learn to do it. Right now you are browsing through information. You're learning, you're getting an idea. You might be getting one or two actionable items, but if you're going to sit down and really build a campaign, there's a really good chance, even though I've shared a lot of very valuable content in here, if I had a course that was attached to this podcast, there's a very good chance you'd still be willing to buy it. Even though I shared everything that you're going to be learning in this podcast or other content that I've created, because you want it organized and consolidated into a single cohesive form in order to sit down and learn to use it. So you establish the relationship, you continue to give value, you spark inspiration and ideas in your community by sharing your best content, by giving them great checklists, by giving them great, great quick start guides, by sharing valuable hard won knowledge, you build that relationship, you build an appetite in them to do it, to learn more, and you create an environment in which they will be willing to spend money with you in order to do that down line. That is the essence of what effective content marketing is. So make sure that you put your best foot forward. When you think about what you can share in a great list builder, make it great content and it will perform for you. And at the end of the day, your business is going to be much farther ahead. Now in my research for this podcast, I came up with some great content that other people have shared on list building ideas and techniques and strategies. And I'm going to share all of those links in the blog post. So I'm going to encourage you to drop by dototech.com slash gray 16, which actually brings me to another point before I go on, let me loop back and let's continue to talk about list building. And let's talk about making sure that your list building asset is easily found by the community that you're sharing it with. Let's stop and think for a second. If you're reading a blog post, it's really easy to have a link to an opt-in for your checklist or your quick start guide right there in the text. And people on a computer can easily enter that and can log in and can sign up for your email list very easily because the mechanics are all in place. They're sitting there on their computer, reading the blog post, and they can just do a click. It's still pretty easy if they're reading a blog post on a smartphone because they've got the option to be able to click on the screen there and do the same opt-in. 
But what happens if they're listening to a podcast? If you're listening to this podcast, it's not easy for you to opt into my mail list right now because you're probably not in, you don't have the device in your hand and you're not looking at the screen and there's no link in a podcast feed for you to opt in on. So what do you do in that case? Well, you do exactly what I just did is you make sure you've got a very simple to remember URL that you've created a, a pretty link or an easily identified URL that's easy for people to remember. In my case, dototech.com forward slash gray 16, easy enough to remember so that if I did have an opt in there, it would be easy for me to direct you to it. That's something you should think about all the time when you're creating your opt-ins, making sure that they're available and easy to opt in on with the people for the people who you're looking to add to your mail list. Just a kind of an aside there. Now, where was I? Oh yes, I've got a bunch of resources for you at our, at, uh, in the blog post. So just go to dototech.com forward slash gray 16 and you can download those resources. And I do have a favor to ask when you're there. If you would be so kind, please leave a comment. I'd love to hear what you're thinking. And the comments for this podcast are hosted on our website at dototech.com. And so if you scroll down to the bottom of any of the blog posts that have the podcast in it, you will be able to enter comments, questions, suggestions. That's the best place for me to get ideas of new podcast content that you might be interested in. So please drop by the website, have a look and comment and let me know what you think of gray matters. As, and while you're at it, if you are in your podcast platform of choice, a thumbs up, a star, whatever five-star rating that you can give this podcast is greatly appreciated. And if you know of any other people in the gray zone, any other baby boomers that are reinventing themselves, that are looking to build an online business, that have started and are building an online business, please share gray matters with them and let's grow this community uh, the good, right way, organically. I, I appreciate your support as far as that is concerned. And with that, I think we will wrap things up. Farley seems to have settled down, but I think I should take him for a walk now. That's probably what I'm going to do next. Till next time, I'm Steve Dotto. Have fun storming a castle. 